Hi, my name is Paul Dunay, and welcome to another Buzz Marketing for Technology podcast. Welcome to another Buzz Marketing for Technology podcast. I'm your host, Paul Dunay, and today I'm speaking with Eugene Lee, CEO of Social Text. So welcome to the podcast, Eugene. Thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. Great. So today we're going to explore some of the secrets in starting a wiki. So Eugene, can you talk to us a little bit about you know how companies identify the need for a wiki in their organization? Sure. Well, it's interesting. I think a lot of companies, um, I, I'd say it's sort of a couple of different patterns. The first is uh, companies who explicitly discover a need for a wiki. Um, and the second is companies who have other problems that incorporate um, a need for a wiki or for a broader collaboration uh, environment. Um, uh, some things that are common about both of them are um, a need to collaborate beyond being trapped inside of document collaboration. In other words, a lot of people today, um, because that's the tools they're familiar with, try to accomplish collaboration contained within a document paradigm. Right? They're emailing attachments to each other, um, a lot of the collaboration or the comments or the um, edits or the suggestions about um, what's going on are reflected in you know, revisions inside of a document, um, and it's suboptimal on a couple of dimensions. The first is it's only the people that were in that email thread that are, enabled, are allowed to or even have visibility into um, the conversation. And, th- and secondly, um, it sort of, um, I think, inverts the goal um, if the goal is um, to capture knowledge, to capture creativity, to unleash innovation, to um, identify um, uh, stove piping, or um, uh, to um, solicit feedback from uh, people who really ought to be solicited, um, the person who's responsible for producing the document really only knows the people that they you know, um, have in front of them. Um, and so, you know, it's suboptimal because, uh, you know, uh, uh, not all the people who really ought to be involved in that discussion are involved. And secondly, trying to facilitate that type of collaboration in a document-centric paradigm is, is really constraining. Um, and so I think a lot of people who explicitly discover the need for wikis are trying to um, escape the um, tyranny of the document. Uh, both in terms of the document as the object or the you know sort of um, constrained palette for collaboration, and secondly because um, the document centric paradigm constrains the 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 universe of people that are in, uh, able to collaborate on that topic so i 'd say that 's probably the broadest pattern I see uh, uh, around pe- people who discover who explicitly discover um, or, or articulate a need for wikis. The second broad um, thing that I mentioned was people who are articulating a need for something that is probably broader than just wikis, um, and uh, where that uh, usually gets verbalized is, you know, my people are just not effective at working together. Um, And so they start hunting around um, all the different sort of sub-patterns of what is today called Enterprise 2.0 or Enterprise Social Software or um, Enterprise Collaboration. And I think it's really the blending of uh, collaboration with connecting people. Um, and that's where uh, we've really taken, uh, I think, a leadership position in 
um, in sort of divining from those patterns of problems or issues the need to really put people as a first-class object in any collaboration system. In other words, the goal of collaboration isn't just to produce documents more quickly. The goal of collaboration is to get the right people working together um, and sharing the right information, knowledge, expertise, and experience. Um, and in order to accomplish that, I think you really need to blend um, you know, sort of written collaboration with um, social networking. Right. It's interesting that, that you say that, and it reminded me of a, of a blog post that I had seen that 90% of collaboration happens in email. And, you know, it wasn't saying that that was the right way. It was saying that that, that needs to change. And uh, so you kind of reminded me of that as you were, you know, going through that. And then the well, other I would say piece, that, you know, so, so, so my take on that is 90% of collaboration nails are hit with an email hammer. Right, uh, okay. You know, the, That's a good... The old expression is when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, I, I think we're, we've uh, constrained our... Um, understanding to the universe of tools that we are saddled with. Right. And then on, on the opposite side, you know, within Bearing Point, we had started our wiki from a, a need to collaborate across border. So mm-hmm. there, were, there were teams that were not only, you know, across in, in different regions of the world, but also different time zones, and they were collaborating all on the same project. You know, they were on the West Coast, they were on the East Coast, they were in in Europe, they were in Asia, and you know they found the need to to have some sort of enterprise 2.0 collaboration kind of software, and, and mm-hmm. that's really where our need sort of stemmed from as well. So, well, I'm um, glad you pointed pointed that out because I, I guess I, sure. I um, overlooked probably the broadest pattern of um, of need driving, which is um, overcoming um, boundaries, right? Whether they are geographic, whether they are time zone based, or probably more importantly, whether they are org chart based. Um, I think that um, while people might say they're trying to collaborate across geographies, I think what, what's really happening is they're trying to collaborate across known organizational um, flows, which is usually reflected in org charts or, pro- or, or um, explicit project teams. Um, and again, the way that shows up is you only know, you know, the people that are involved in an email thread are only the people that you know <laughs> you need to involve in the email thread. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, you know, sort of, you know, um, subconsciously or accidentally ignores a lot of the people that really ought to, really want to, or really uh, need to uh, participate in that dialogue. That's a very good point. So a good follow-on to that is, you know, do you need to create a culture that's receptive to this this kind of, um, you know, collaboration? I think it's a. I think it's a. Um, I think it's overly stating it that uh, before you can start on a wiki, you need to change your culture. I think a couple of things happen. The introduction of collaboration technology like wikis um, enables or facilitates um, some change in the culture, um, right? As people release themselves from the tool of the email hammer, um, you get more people able to see what's going on, engage in the dialogue and contribute. And that, um, by its very nature, reduces people's perceptions of stovepipes and organizational boundaries. Um, the second thing is there are, um, of course, antibodies against collaboration um, that show up when um, you know these tools that um, that uh, some people are unfamiliar with get introduced. Um, and in those cases, yes, I think it is important to address cultural obstacles as you go. Uh, one thing that we try to do with our clients is to make sure that there is some degree of executive sponsorship for some of the projects that get deployed uh, with wikis and, and with social software. 
um, but at the same time not have that sort of get in the way of broader usage and adoption by the people that are more already culturally facile with uh, broader collaboration. Yeah, it's interesting that you use the term antibodies. I, I, I kind of like that term. And, you know, naturally these things sort of surface, but, uh, you know, the, the broader, uh, maybe even greater good of, of wanting to collaborate, especially when you're in, in different regions, I, I still think that was a very big driver for, for us, and and, and which, which also is reflective of an organization where there are there are stovepipes for different regions, right? So it does cross into your point as well. So I, I definitely like that term. Um, I think one thing, one, one, one little suggestion that I would have for sure. people is um, one way to um, enable uh, folks who are uncomfortable, afraid of, or resistant to the deployment of these kinds of tools um, is to co-opt them by um, getting them to embrace the opportunity to scale their own communications. So in other words, Let's say you have an executive in, the, in your own organization who, you know, thinks, you know, this wiki stuff is all, you know, sort of um, being driven by a bunch of hippie 20-year-old um, anti-structure uh, revolutionaries, right, which is – I'm overstating it for the sake of effect. Sure, yeah. Um, one thing I've done when I talk to people like that is to say, look, you know, first of all um, – the positives outweigh your perceived negatives. And secondly, there are some very selfish things that you can get out of this um, that you that might not have been available to you before. So first of all, um, instead of like only emailing, only posting stuff to your corporate internet or only is- issuing missives through uh, speeches, what if you could much more broadly share your insights uh, translate strategy to action through internal blogging um, and solicit feedback on your proposals. Um, and uh, that's been a transformative opportunity for some of these usually, you know, middle to senior management people who are usually from a different demographic than the folks, you know, further down in the organization uh, and get them to understand that um, they can actually scale out their communications, transmit culture, strategy, initiatives, um, and get the rest of the organization to engage more thoroughly by, um, you know, participating in the conversation. Not necessarily because they're going to change your mind, but because they can enrich the meaning of what you're trying to say. Um, and so, uh, one of the things that we really like about how many companies deploy social text is. You know, blogging is just a different view of uh, wiki posts in our technology. So it's very easy for anybody to create their own internal blogs um, and solicit comments, um, not by having people change what they've written, but by actually commenting on their blog posts internally, uh, which I have found to be a great way for executives to, you know, um, increase the engagement level with the rest of the employees in the organization. Uh, and by the way, not to speak too much about the current economic environment, but in today's world, engaging your employees is critical, right? Um, making sure that everybody understands not only what is important, but why it's important and assist them in discovering and sharing with each other how those high-level corporate goals and initiatives translate down through the organization to specific actions and initiatives. Um, and I think that the companies that are able to engage their employees more richly, uh, more interactively, and more authentically, are the ones who are going to win during these turbulent times. Mm, that that is a really good point. 
That is very good. So when you're working with some of these companies, is there a starting point that you see or a first application that everybody sort of has? Is there a common thread there? Well, there um, there are there are many many different um, patterns of sort of first projects. Um, what I would say is a consistent and somewhat unique pattern for social text customers is based on the fact that we, um, unlike many other uh, wiki vendors or even many other broader social software vendors, um, we are not primarily. Well, we primarily target business use cases. So our marketing, our positioning, our case studies, our sales engagement model, our engagement with customers post-sale on customer success, um, and how we drive our functionality all the way through down to look and feel and usability uh, really focuses on business users, not on technical users. And so unlike some of the uh, more popular open source free wikis out there that are very, very popular with, say, engineering or um, tech pubs or what have you, um, our customers' use cases primarily start with a, um, uh, an initiative that's driven by the line, right, by customer-facing or um, uh, business-focused users. Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot of our, our use cases are driven around um, a blending of uh, project-driven work, uh, but where the projects aren't primarily technical, but more business-focused, um, where, again, you know, it's about um, capturing knowledge, more effectively annealing that knowledge through the uh, collaborative process, um, and increasing the transparency of what people are doing um, as they're contributing to this project, and it isn't just sort of the core team of five people driving that project. So they can range from, uh, you know, customer support organizations um, who are trying to get more feedback and interactivity um, with the field um, in support of their customers, or uh, how marketing engages with sales, uh, not just marketing by itself, you know that's the what some often the you know the holy grail or the big chasm in, in many large organizations is um, is the collaboration between marketing and sales, um, and a lot of you know and and primarily it's sort of sort of cross departmental projects right, um, uh, so um, that's a bit of a vague answer but I'd say you know primarily it's business focused projects business focused collaboration not just technical collaboration. Okay, all right, fair enough. You know, from a sales and marketing perspective, because you just touched on that, are you aware of any marketing campaigns, let's say, that are using a wiki as their, you know, their hub? Well, I'd say the most common pattern, first of all, is using the wiki as a way to um, create those campaigns more efficiently. Um, so, you know, there's 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 often a big difference. Quite often, the big difference between a successful campaign and a less than successful campaign is how much field feedback did you get before you rolled it out, right? Okay, yeah. Um, it, it not only makes the content and the tactics of the campaign more successful because you're getting, you know, uh, 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 planned feedback from the guys on the ground that really know what's going on out there, but also because you get better, frankly, political alignment around the content and the tactics of that campaign from the field, as opposed to sort of marketing rolling out something that, as marketing geeks, we all think is a great program, 
Um, but if you don't get filled buy-in, then they're just going to sit there, cross their arms, and say, well, I'll believe you when I see the numbers, as opposed to if you actually have participation from the field in the construction of that program, they're bought in. They're actually part of the people who really want to see that campaign be successful. And just that extra juice of, you know, of um, shared success can make all the difference in the alignment between sales and marketing. So that said, um, you know, the majority of the patterns that we see is um, the cross-departmental collaboration that goes into the construction, the management, the monitoring, and the refinement of these campaigns um, uh, before they go out and, and after they get launched. Um, and then we have a couple, you know, I'll give you one uh, great example, um, which actually refers to a book that I think everybody ought to read if they haven't already. This is how Don yes. Tapscott used a wiki to promote his book, Wikinomics. Um, so the website or the URL www.wikinomics.com um, isn't just a collaborative way to launch a book and create buzz or you know, visibility or whatever, um, but it's a post-purchase engagement vehicle for readers to engage with the content and most importantly with each other. Um, and what I think is fascinating is that um, after he published the book and uh, after he wrote the last chapter, there's an online sequel that is collaboratively created called the Wikinomics Playbook, and that's all available on that website. Mm, that is that is such a fantastic example. Uh, I would imagine more authors would be doing that kind of an approach where they're you know, putting their content up for for review or maybe you know additional suggestions. Um, these days, I think it's a really great example of a collaborative approach. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of collaborative approach or social approach, you know what's going on with social software in general, and, and, and how are you guys playing into that these days? Well, I think that uh, I think there's a couple of trends going on. One is, um, you know, because, partly because of the popularity of public social networking tools like Facebook or LinkedIn or what have you, um, as well as you know, the, the buzz of the end of this year of microblogging through Twitter, I think that um, people are much more facile with, comfortable with, or getting comfortable with what I call the notion of, uh, you know, uh, doing stuff in public, right? Um, it's not just do you have your own personal blog. It's not just have you ever worked with a wiki. Um, but it's, you know, people know that, uh, you know, what they do on LinkedIn or Facebook is visible to, if not everybody, at least to their network. People, um, you know, the, the explosive growth of Twitter um, it has, I think, made it even uh, more easy for people to take that first step of doing stuff in public. Um, I think what you're seeing, whether it's because of um, OpenID or Facebook Connect or what have you, people are expressing pain around, um, you know, the separation of these tools. Um, So what does that have to do with our business or the market that we serve, which is businesses? Um, I think that, um, so first of all, there is increased um, investigation of deployment of or experimentation with a broader set of categories of uh, what's inside of Enterprise 2.0. Um, and I think that as these uh, deployments are looked at at scale, um, and particularly from uh, usability and end-user you know, sort of adoption through to total cost of ownership for IT support, training, uh, vendor management, um, 
you know, sort of the typical ROI analysis. But I think more importantly, from the ability to achieve a productive outcome more quickly, I think um, what we're seeing from uh, businesses is a recognition that, you know, you don't want to assemble a Swiss army knife of collaboration tools or social software sort of sub-segments. What you want to look at is, or you want to look towards, is an integrated platform that makes the user experience all blended where you have uh, blogs, wikis, social networking, um, alerts, you know, Facebook-style alerts, um, and microblogging all integrated into one environment with the same consistent look and feel, with the same consistent login, authentication, and security, um, integration with your corporate directory, integration with your document management system, um, uh, et cetera. Um, and so that's that's the puck that we've, we're skating towards as opposed mm-hmm. to um, sort of trying to assemble a Frankenstein of a Swiss Army knife of, you know, a blog thing over here, a wiki thing over there, a social network thing overlaid on it, and then, you know, a cute Twitter tool. Um, and so um, on September 30th, we, uh, you know, unleashed a huge upgrade to our offering that tightly embeds and integrates social networking. So, um, uh, that integrates with your corporate directory. So we describe that as making your co- corporate directory social, um, but completely integrated with the whole experience. So anytime you encounter an edit or a comment or a blog post or any activity on any of the blogger wiki pages, you see that person's picture. You can click on them. You go to their profile. You can then decide, hey, you know, I never knew this person, but he seems really informative. Um, I'm going to follow him, um, and after you decide, and, and all, uh, you know, a, a blended feed of all the work activity of all the people that you're following shows up on your social text dashboard using Facebook-style alerts. Um, you, uh, we are just this month adding our Twitter for the Enterprise capability that we call social text signals, which, um, which not only gives people, you know, sort of the microblogging capability, um, uh, but uh, as Ross would put it, you know, it. Um, it amplifies weak signals that tend to be, you know, sort of lost around the edges of your corporate network. Um, the, I think the, the notion of retweeting in Twitter um, uh-huh. is a tremendous way to amplify, you know, um, signals that are coming from people or ideas or links or posts or blogs or comments or what have you. Um, so anyway, so I think where the direction is going is, I think it no longer will be a market of you know, X number of blog vendors, Y number of wiki vendors, and Z number of social software or social networking vendors, I think it's going to be, um, it'd be it's going to congeal around a much smaller subset of vendors that have the vision, the foresight, the execution, and the, um, the really the DNA uh, to be able to offer um, the appropriate adaptation of these public um, tools into an integrated environment with a low cost of ownership um, and business user usability uh, for businesses ranging from SMBs all the way through to very large enterprises. Mm. And I love the uh, I love the Wayne Gretzky uh, quote in there. Skating to where the puck is going. I think. <laughs> well, we is, have a, uh, we have a large number of Canadians in our in our company, so we get Canadian okay. metaphors all over the place. Okay. Well, members of my team will will certainly recognize that as the Wayne Gretzky School of Marketing, as I like to call it. So. <laughs> love it. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Eugene. I really appreciate your time. And for our listeners, now it's your turn. Please let us know any secrets you have or you're willing to share with us on uh, you know, how you've been using a wiki 
We'd be glad to keep this conversation going with you online, and uh, we'll be back again next week with another podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to having you back next week on another Buzz Marketing for Technology podcast. Thank you.